0: Good morning, good morning. This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, coming once again with another message from God's Word. And we've been looking at uh, Satan's uh, deliverance from Satan's clutches. Yes, every individual who's ever saved is delivered from Satan's clutches. For we are bound by Satan. We come forth from the womb as a a sinner in in Satan's territory. And uh, uh, those things are all... uh, in God's Word, we want to look at them. We want to look this morning at uh, showing you the utter helplessness of a sinner held captive by Satan. But let me give you our mailing address. It's Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. My phone number here, air code 225 This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis coming this morning, bringing you another study on uh, Satan, uh, the God of this world, looking at deliverance from Satan's clutches. And we want to show you the utter helplessness of a sinner, one who is held captive by Satan. And you will find these words in Ephesians 2.1. I'm sure you're familiar with them. And you hath he quickened. That word quickened means made alive. You hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. Yes, right, folks are already so deeply buried in the dungeon of sin until anything short of the power of God will not raise them from the dead. Salvation is not only a deliverance, but salvation is a resurrection from the dead. In connection with this fact, let's turn back to the Word of God again. In 1 John five nineteen, we read, And the whole earth lieth in wickedness, which means... Of the whole world is deceived or light in the wicked one or is asleep in the lap of satan as we have mentioned many many times in these studies held captive by satan blinded by satan held in the clutches of satan so sleep in his arms and the sinner loves it he doesn't want to be disturbed these scriptures reveal to us the condition of every sinner that he ever is in and he has no power within himself to deliver himself no preacher has the power to deliver that individual I wish you could uh, let that soak in this morning no preacher no evangelist no TV evangelist no uh, uh, healing uh, those, those great revivals they so-called that they call these charismatic preachers get on the radio and stomp and romp and holler I command you in the name of Jesus to come out that's not all that is of the devil my friend no no preacher has has the power to deliver any sin, sinner or any individual out of the hands of Satan. Every sinner lying in Satan's lap, blinded, held captive by Satan, dead in trespasses and sin, is deceived. He lives in an unreal world. He lives in a world of make believe, especially if he's a religious sinner. Satan has him deceived on these three points namely, who he is, what he is by nature, and then the judgment that he's under. That's right, he's deceived. He knows not who he is. Every every individual is blinded first, first as to who he is by nature. He's a son of Satan, but he doesn't know it. You tell him he's a child of Satan and he won't believe it. He'll just get mad and cuss and stomp out. But listen, the only way a sinner comes to see himself as a son of Satan is by revelation of the Spirit of God through the Word. That's right. When God commands the light of the glorious gospel of Christ to shine into his heart, then and only then does he come to realize who he is by nature. He thinks himself as someone good, good as anyone, good as the fellow next door, or better than the average individual. He prides himself on who he is until the light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ shines into that darkened heart. Oh, my friend, that heart is depraved and blinded, thereby revealing to him The fact that Satan is his father. Never, never, listen, never, never does a sinner get over after the Lord reveals to him or shows him that Satan was his father. That's right. And we'll never cease to praise the Lord for being delivered from the power of Satan or the clutches of sin. Listen, only the power of God can deliver a poor prisoner held captive by Satan from Satan's from his clutches. If you want to see how helpless you are to deliver a sinner, sit down by the side of an awakened sinner, one who's come to realize that he's lost and doomed and damned, one who sees himself clearly as a son of Satan and held captive by Satan, one who realizes he's held in the mesh of Satan as a prisoner of hell. And then you try to lead that person to a decision to, for Christ or a decision for Jesus. You, you, you attempt to do that. And listen, listen, that's right. You can't do it. You can't do it. No, brother, you, these awakened sinners under the power of God's Holy Spirit, uh, you can't lead them to Christ. No, you you sure can't. Listen now, listen, it's amusing to me. It would be funny if it were not so tragical to watch a group of these unsaved preachers, so-called personal soul winners, get among a group of Holy Spirit awakened sinners and see them try to lead them to a decision for Christ for salvation and then see them back off in utter disgust, defeated, finally try to cast it all overboard and call it the work of Satan. That's right. That's one of Satan's tricks. Here's the thing the average preacher doesn't see and understand. The power of Satan in holding captive the soul of men. Salvation is not only by blood redemption, but salvation is by power. Redeemed by the blood of Christ, delivered by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, don't get away from the fact that that the substitutionary death of Christ on the cross, Christ dying as a sinner's substitute because we are forgiven, we have forgiveness of sins by redemption through his blood according to the riches of his grace. Then we are delivered from the power of Satan by his spirit, translated into the kingdom of his son. Brother, salvation is the work of God. As Jonah says in 2.9, salvation is of the Lord. Don't forget don't forget, there's a false conversion men call salvation. And we're going to give you a study on that one morning. Paul says in Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it. Brother, do you believe the power of God to save? I do. When the Lord Jesus Christ came from heaven and when he, came, when he commissioned Paul to preach, here's what he told him. Rise up. Stand up on thy feet, for I have prepared unto thee for this purpose to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things which will which in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people of the from the uh, people, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles. Unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness into light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sin and inheritance among them which are sanctified by me, that is, by faith that is in me. Now that's right, my friend. That's what the Scripture said. That was Paul's commission. Then Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, the gospel, not man's persuasive words, not man's psychology, not man's manipulation, not man's training and teacher and culture, but the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it. Brother, we don't believe that gospel today. Folks don't believe the gospel today. We have folks who don't even believe God's word. We don't have faith in the gospel today. We've lost touch, lost faith with the gospel, the average preacher will stand up and preach a little silk handkerchief sermonette and then attempt to persuade men to make a decision for Jesus and call that salvation. Now, that's not salvation, my friend. Salvation is by power. Paul said to the Corinthians, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words. That's what, that's what our modern-day preachers have, enticing words. They, uh, they have to meet a certain criteria before they can fill a pulpit. I was talking to a preacher the other day, and he told me he had just accepted the pastorate of another church. And I asked him, I said, well, what, what happened? He said they had 42 resumes And they take them, and they analyze them, and the committee goes over them. And I'm sure they have trial sermons, they call it. And they see how eloquent, that's right, how eloquent these people are. And then they chose this man for their pastor. Oh, I know, I know. But the gospel, the gospel, folks just won't have the gospel. Paul preached the gospel And uh, which is one thing only, and that is Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's what we preach here at the old Trailblazer broadcast here at Radio Mission. We preach the gospel. We don't have any, any side dishes, so to speak. We don't have a gymnasium with a ball court. We don't have a, a recreation hall where they, where they can play pool and dance and all of those things. We don't have those things. We don't have a swimming pool for the church children. We don't have a bus to take our children down to the beach and, uh, on for a party and strip off there and on the sand and have a party. We don't have those things. All we do is preach the gospel. You say, well, that's mighty dull. No, it's not dull. The, the, power, the gospel is a power of God. in in the hands of a sovereign God. That's exactly right. Listen now, friend, sinners were saved under Paul's preaching. Yes, but the average preacher does not believe in the gospel today as a power of God unto salvation. He has to add his little two cents into it. He's got to add his little persuasive power. He's got to add his little culture to it. He's got to streamline it for the modern age. And he's got to have all these little side dishes, I call them, to get folks to come to church. Out here in the country, they have uh, big churches, have ball fields, and they have uh, a regular league of churches, and if you miss church three times in a row, you can't play ball. All that sorts of stuff, that's not the gospel, man. My friend, he's not the gospel, but the average preacher has to make a report on Monday morning, and he's got to see how many he's added to the church role and turn it into the hierarchy. He don't have the patience to sit down and wait for God to work, for folks will criticize him, saying he's doing nothing. Brother, do you see what a trick Satan has put on our church, our, our religious folks? So Satan has every individual deceived as to who he is by nature, and, uh, and that's right, and how deliverance comes. Satan has our folks diseased. In the the second place, Satan has every individual deceived as to what he is by nature. Every sinner outside of Christ is a lost sinner, but he doesn't know it. Lost, going away from God... Everyone is turned to his own way. Now, therefore, before that individual can be found, he must be awakened to the fact that he's lost. And we're going to look at that a little further in our next study, uh, that every sinner who's ever saved will have to be awakened. We preach here the old Trailblazer messages, old Trailblazer broadcast. We preach what we call an awakening ministry. That's what Pastor Shelton's ministry was, awakening ministry. It went forth... Uh, Blazing the path to the hearts of sinners, just as the messages do today. Awaken sinners. We come here Sunday after Sunday. We ask our folks, do you know the Lord? Are you sure that you're resting on the solid foundation? Can you go back to the time and the place when you took your place as a lost sinner and come to Christ as a sinner begging for mercy and then had the Lord revealed to you as your all-sufficient Savior? If you don't, you're not saved. No. The Bible says that uh, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Can you say this morning, my friend, can you say, oh, trailblazer, I'm a new creator. I'm a new creation this morning. I'm a new creature. Old things have been passed away from my life. All that old rotten sin has been taken away, and now I'm a new creature praising the Lord. Is there a praise in your heart for the Lord this morning? If there's not, then you're not saved. Every individual who knows the Lord, there's a praise in their heart. Oh, I'm not talking about shouting and singing and jumping over the benches backward and all. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the deep recesses of your heart, in the quietness of your heart, there in your quiet time, on your bed at night, wherever you are, driving along there in your automobile, there's a praise in your heart. There's a praise there. Thank you, Lord, for saving such a sinner as me. Oh, we have trials and troubles. I have more than most of you do. Day by day, Satan's always attacking me in the mind, giving me uh, unshirted hell, as it were. But there's a praise there in the bottom of my heart, in the depths of my heart, in my soul. There's a praise there because I know that Christ died for sinners. And I know he died for this sinner. And I know that he called me. And I know that he awakened me. And I know that he enlightened my heart to see that I was lost that I might cry to him. Did you know you never cry unto the Lord until you see yourself lost? This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you once again with another old-time, old-fashioned Trailblazer message. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis saying, remember our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. My phone number here, air code 225-664-8658. Goodbye, and God bless you.